0: Morning Prayer begins on page 4.
1: Rend your heart and not your garments, and turn them to the Lord your God. For he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, and repenteth him of
0: the evil. O Lord, open now our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 on page 459 for the Benite. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice
1: in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hands are all the corners of the earth, When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear my wrath, that they
0: should not enter into my rest. Psalm 51 is on page 403. Have mercy upon me, O God, after thy great goodness, according to the multitudes of
2: thy mercies, do away with mine offenses. Wash me thoroughly from my wickedness, and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge
1: my faults, and my sin is
2: ever before me. Against thee only have I sinned, and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified in thy saying and clear when thou shalt judge.
1: Behold, I was shapen in wickedness, and in sin hath my mother conceived me.
2: But, lo, thou requirest truth in the inward parts, and shalt make me to understand wisdom secretly. Thou
1: shalt purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Thou shalt wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow.
2: Thou shalt make me hear of joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Turn thy face from my sins, and put out all my
1: misdeeds.
2: Make me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me.
1: Cast me not away from thy
2: presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. O give me the comfort of thy help again, and establish me with thy free spirit. Then
1: shall I teach thy ways unto the wicked, and sinners shall
0: be converted unto thee.
2: Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, thou that art the God of my health, and my tongue shall sing of thy righteousness.
1: Thou shalt open my lips, O Lord, and my mouth shall show thy praise.
2: For thou desirest no sacrifice, else would I give it thee but thou delightest not in burnt offerings. The sacrifice of God is a troubled
1: spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, shalt thou not despise.
2: O be favorable and gracious unto Zion, build thou the walls of Jerusalem.
1: Then shalt thou be pleased with the sacrifice of righteousness, with the burnt offerings and oblations, then shall they offer
0: young bullocks unto thine altar. Here beginneth the tenth verse of the first chapter of the book of Isaiah. Hear the word of the Lord,
2: you rulers of Sodom. Give ear to the law of our God, you people of Gomorrah. To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices to me, says the Lord? I have had enough of burnt offerings of rams, and the fat of fed cattle. I do not delight in the blood of bulls. Or of lambs or goats. When you come to appear before me, who has required this from your hand to trample my courts? Bring no more futile sacrifices. Incense is an abomination to me, the new moons, the Sabbaths, and the calling of assemblies. I cannot endure iniquity and the sacred meeting. Your new moons and your appointed feasts. My soul hates, they are a trouble to me. I am weary of bearing them. When you spread out your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Even though you make many prayers, I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood. Wash yourselves, make yourselves clean. Put away the evil of your doings from before my eyes. Cease to do evil learn to do good seek justice rebuke the oppressor defend the fatherless plead for the widow come now and let us reason together says the lord though your sins are like scarlet they shall be as white as snow though they are red like crimson they shall be as wool if you are willing and obedient you shall eat the good of the land but if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured by the sword. For the mouth of the Lord
0: has spoken. Here endeth the first lesson. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all for ever.
1: Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all for ever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praise and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praise and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praise and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament
0: of heaven, praise and exalted above all forever. Here beginneth the twelfth verse of the fourth chapter of the first epistle of St. Peter.
2: Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened to you. But rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. If you are reproached for the name of christ blessed are you for the spirit of glory and of god rests upon you on their part he is blasphemed but on your part he is glorified but let none of you suffer as a murderer a thief an evildoer or as a busybody in other people's matters yet if anyone suffers as a christian let him not be ashamed but let him glorify god
0: as to a faithful creator here endeth the second lesson blessed be the lord god of israel for he hath
1: visited and redeemed his people and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant david as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets which have been since the world began that we should be saved from our enemies for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth,
2: We beseech thee, Almighty God,
1: mercifully to look upon thy people, that by thy great goodness they may be governed and preserved evermore, both in body and soul, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worldly lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee, the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, and knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Beginning of Passion Week, it's called Passion Sunday, and it's a time when we start turning our hearts to um, uh, a thought more of what's going to come to us, um, the passion of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I think it's a time when we have to decide what team we're going to be on. We're going to see that in our um, our scriptures for today. In our gospel reading for the Sunday, um, Jesus is going to separate himself from the uh, religious people of the day and they're going to ask him how are how do you being less than 50 years old know abraham and he said that um you know that abraham longed to see to see his day and and he knew abraham and he said uh before abraham was i am and it's pretty um definite uh, just um, declaration of his godhood and so the people of his time, they picked up rocks to stone him, and of course they didn't do it then. So, um, as he separates himself, uh, they, he draws the battle lines and the war, the war that's always been going begins anew. The new battle starts. And, um, we're, we have to choose what side we're on. And for a while, it's going to seem like we're on the losing side because our general dies. Uh, but we know that, uh, how this turns out and that he lives again. So um one thing to remember is we're not going to make it on our own. Psalm 51, is pretty clear that, that sacrifices aren't enough. Outward placating is not what God wants. And I don't know about you, but I, I think of a young child standing there and said, I did all the things you told me to do that make, you know, that's, I did everything a good boy does, so now I'm a good boy. And the answer is no, you're not a good boy. A good boy doesn't because he's good on the inside. And so that's what's happening. The Jews are saying, hey, we're doing all these things, all these sacrifices. We're doing exactly what you told us to do. And God's saying, no, you, you're not changed on the inside. You don't really know who I am. And um, in, in Isaiah, we see that it's, it's so bad that that um, in the verse, first uh, few verses 10 through 17, the prophets naming uh, uh, J- Judah and Jerusalem, he's calling them Sodom and Gomorrah. And um, I don't even know how to explain, like, is there an analogy of how close, what we would say to somebody today. But to be called Sodom and Gomorrah who were destroyed, it kind of uh, rips rips apart their idea of how good they are. And so they were engaging in all the rituals prescribed by um, Moses, but it was repulsive to God because there was no change on the inside. We read in verses 13 and 14, the new moons and new Sabbaths and calling of assemblies, Appointed feasts and those are all things that were prescribed in the law of Moses. But again, they were just done with uh, no change on the inside. So they would do these things, and they go right back to witchcraft, stubbornness, all kinds of sin and idolatry. And so, um, in verse fourteen, it describes God's feeling toward it, and He says, "My soul hates," and it's His total aversion towards hypocritical religion. So we realize now that we have to make make a a choice. But what do we do? It's, it almost sounds like we're hopeless if we do what we're supposed to do. And in verse 18, we see two words, scarlet and crimson. Actually, we see a bunch of colors. We see three colors, scarlet, crimson, and white. And so scarlet and crimson speak, of, they're two colors that speak of guilt and sin. And and uh, basically what somebody full of blood would be these colors, because that's the color of blood. And to have blood on your hands is just extreme sin and iniquity. White is snow and is wool that's a whole different thing and that's what god promises is to take away the sin and the guilt uh which can't be done through sacrifice it can only do be done by a greater thing and of course we're going to find out and we already know what the greater thing is so i've talked about choosing sides a little bit and first peter is setting up in in chapter 4 he's setting us up for to know that we're going to choose a side and the side we choose might cost us everything that we know and he starts out um about the um, the fiery um, the the fire the fiery things that are going about, and I th- they think it was written. Uh, scholars think it was the first Peter was written right after the burning of Rome. And as you might remember, Rome burned uh, because Nero did some things. Nero blamed the Christians, and you don't need a newspaper to figure out where this is going. So with all the persecution that's going to happen, and that's why we have to choose our side, because our side could lead to the ending of our temporal selves and the beginning of our heavenly selves. So Peter says some things about persecution. First off, he says to expect it. Don't be surprised. He says rejoice in it. And the reason he can say that is because we're going down and sharing the path of Jesus Um and to elevate its cause, when, when we do something, we think maybe it's just against us personally. But sometimes just the watching of somebody who has to give it all up uh, is an inspiration to everyone else. And the final thing is something we've been saying all Lent. Part of what we do is we surrender to God and we entrust to God and we give up things of the world and embrace the things of God. And so... um I think it's it's important for us to remember that especially in America because we haven't really really been persecuted for our faith although you could see some maybe some hints or uh, some gray clouds on the horizon uh, about uh, our Christian faith and what we have to do. So um just to remember that if we are called to that that that's a decision that we would make that that uh, Jesus is most important to us more important than anything else at all. And so it's kind of a Maybe a harder message because there's so much positive message about being a Christian. But I think we have to, every once in a while, take stock and remember that we give our whole lives to God, not just the part that, uh, not just like a sacrifice that looks good on the outside. So it's a hard thing we're called to, but um, that's what we're called to. So that's my my thoughts for this day. And um, let's continue um, on Sundays, we we shorten our morning prayer because we expect it to lead right into um, the um, Sunday service for communion. So uh, I'll end with a prayer for Sunday morning. O God, who make us glad with the weekly remembrance of the glorious resurrection of thy Son, our Lord, thou thou save us this day such blessing through our worship of thee, that the days to come may be spent in thy service through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you very much for being with us today. Thank you Chris. It's good to be with you, my brothers and
0: sisters. Thank you, Deacon Bob. Thank you. Thank you. Have a Have a beautiful Sunday everybody.